1: Betches Media presents Ha Ha, Laugh, Funny, Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches Podcast. We don't say that,
2: but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Oh, go check me, bro. Hey,
0: everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am joined for the first time today in person in the studio by Jordana Abraham. Hey, Jordana.
1: Hey, I'm so excited to do our first live recording in studio. It's It really changes the vibe, you know?
0: I know. The vibe is great. We're ready to go. We have a double reunion
1: to discuss. Reunions
0: are the best. I do like hot takes on the Bravo by Betches Instagram sometimes, and people will share their opinions. And last time I did it, somebody was like, hot take, I hate reunions. And I just... I feel like, yes, they can be hit or miss. Like, there are some reunions that are certainly underwhelming. Right. But like, the idea of a housewives reunion or a any Bravo reunion. It's like it's so central to the whole system that it's like, how can you hate it as a concept?
1: Totally. I feel like it's the place where all the issues of the season really you can't you can't hide from them. They all come to a head. And Andy Cohen is just so good at like asking the right questions and like making I think facilitating a lot of conversations that that everyone really wants to know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and especially for these shows that have been on for a long time, he knows he knows the people in the cast and has done this with them so many times like in the jersey reunion, he's literally like I've been dealing with this family's issues for <laughs> 10 plus years now. Like I, respectfully, I know I know how these people operate and it really is I mean, even with Summer House, the fact that he's done this with Lindsay and Carl and Kyle for all these years now, it's like, yeah, you really you really come back and he's always in a position of asking these questions that you wouldn't just ask somebody in your everyday life. And totally. I, I don't know what I hope. I wonder if he like goes to therapy after these reunions. He must.
1: <laughs> it's probably he needs to do, He probably needs to go on vacation. But yeah, I feel like he's very skilled at like really towing the line between like, I'm impartially asking. Yeah. At, at bringing things that other people are saying. And also like, I'm a little bit calling you out on stuff. That's not that. I don't really agree with.
0: Yeah. I've seen people sometimes take issue with Andy saying that he's biased at certain reunions. And while I think in general, it's good for him to be kind of a neutral figure in the middle. I also don't mind if sometimes we know his opinions about things like to me that it's not like he's not like a judge. Like this isn't a court of law and he's supposed to like listen and weigh both arguments equally. It's like, yeah, he can be like you're being an asshole right now. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of fun sometimes when he's like, really?
1: I think he does it kind of the perfect amount. Like, I feel like he does insert himself, like, only when the person is being so absurd that you're like, well, was it, was it really not the same thing as what you did that season? And you're right, because he's been there the whole time, it does yeah. feel like... It's so much like I, I'm imagining these reunions without him. It would be like a totally different experience.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you watched Selling Sunset this season, but the re- they did a reunion for the first time and there's like 12 of them out there. It was hosted by Tan from Queer Eye and it's just like it's not, not the, the same. same. <laughs> no. That's and like, he's like, he's like, oh, Chris you're gorgeous. I'd love to meet you in person. It's so fun. And it's like, your I mean, <laughs> <so funny. laughs> it's, like, it's nice that they did a reunion, but it's like, it doesn't quite hit the same
1: totally. And it looks like an easy job. Like when you kind of just look at it, but it actually is a really big skill to be able to handle, to be able to tow that line and to be able to handle all those questions and all those personalities at one, in one place. Right.
0: Just to be in a room with all of them and to not like, uh, we don't want, we don't want you to be like fangirling over the housewives. We don't want you to be, you have to like know the dynamics and understand it enough to really ask what matters Let's start with Summer House. This first part of the Summer House reunion was pretty intense. I feel like some of the episodes that we've talked about in Summer House this season, it's like, okay, yeah, we're dealing with a lot of the same kind of storylines throughout the season. Like Kyle and Amanda are still having their whatever. We're still, you know, Paige doesn't know who she wants. You know, it felt like there were kind of a few things that were sort of just kind of puttering along this season, but all of a sudden at the reunion, it's like, Oh, it's turned up to 11 now. And we have a lot to talk about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I thought there was a lot going on first, uh, first reunion. I thought, you know, It was very good. It was a very good start, and there were a lot of different tensions. Because it's funny with Summer House, because I feel like they do always end with everyone getting along. Mm -hmm. Like they're always, I guess their last scene is usually like jumping naked in the pool or something. (laughs) They always wrap up pretty much every Mm storyline. So it was interesting to see them all back and there being a lot of tension and sides between everyone.
0: Yeah, and particularly Lindsay and Paige seem to fucking hate each other, and Mm -hmm. it's a little bit strange because. They're seated right next to each other on the couch, which just seems like a a bizarre choice from whoever was arranging this. But
1: right, I still didn't really understand why Paige. It seemed more yeah. it seemed more Paige against yes. Lindsay than the other way around. Like she wouldn't look at her in the eye. I wasn't really. I don't think I fully understood the reason for the strong feelings.
0: I, I don't think anybody really does because it's not so much like oh I thought they were besties. It's like oh I thought they were like kind of fine. And right. so a lot of the sentiment on social media when this reunion aired was like, oh, something must have happened when they filmed Winter House because they right. they filmed Winter House in like February and then they shot this reunion, I don't know, last month or something. So that was kind of the idea that it's like, oh, maybe there was some big fight. But then Lindsay responded to a comment on Instagram and was like, yeah, you would think so. But as far as I'm aware, we got along just fine at Winterhouse. So it seems like Lindsay really doesn't understand where this like intensity of right anger is coming from with Paige. And I think with Paige, she's done a really good job the last few seasons on the show of kind of she can be a shitster. She's not always the best friend necessarily, but people have for the most part liked her. Yeah, and with this reunion, at least the first part, it. It, I'm like a little nervous for her because I feel like she's getting into that territory where it's like this behavior just feels like weirdly indefensible.
1: She seemed like she was acting very immaturely. If you have beef with someone like say it in a I'm sure we're going to discuss this where she was like, you know, you were in like yeah. a brothel or something like that or it was like that and it didn't really like one of her, any none of her arguments were really clicking. And that was that was the weird part. And she, then she started to try to like make sense of it by saying, like, you know, I came into the house and you guys were your own clique. And then no one ever really wanted to be like my friend. But like, I didn't really get a sense of that from watching the show either. You know?
0: Yeah. The, the idea of Danielle and Lindsay being unapproachable as these kind of like aloof That's, OGs. Yeah came up both from Paige toward Lindsay and when Sierra and Danielle were having their conversation later in the episode. And I think that's fair on one level. Like I I, uh, agree that Lindsay Hubbard might not be the easiest person to come into the house and strike up a relationship with. But at the same time, also, it's like, maybe that was true at some point in the past. But Paige has been on this show now for like four seasons. And I feel like that's not really the current dynamic, right?
1: If it was season one, that would make more sense, right? Like for her season one,
0: right? And I think Paige has certainly cemented herself as a main character on this show. She's been on Winter House both seasons. We know she's going to be in the mix with Southern Charm this season too. It's like, to me, it's like let's just talk about what is happening now versus like some weird dynamic that right. you said existed four years ago that doesn't really seem relevant anymore.
1: That you also haven't mentioned up until right now. Like you just are yeah. suddenly mentioning
0: that. And it's, it's weird to me how <laughs> willing people besides Lindsay are to bring up Lindsay's miscarriage, which just seems like something. So that, casually, it yeah. seems like something that should be not, not that we shouldn't talk about because I think we should, that should be something that's like, uh you know people should be feel comfortable sharing that experience and I'm glad Lindsay did but like it feels like it's being thrown in her face a little bit
1: Right but used being used as like a weapon against her to sort of like make her feel bad about other actions which I don't really I never really felt like it had anything to do with anything she was doing
0: Yeah and I I liked hearing her kind of explain her thought process going into post miscarriage and it, deciding to have a hot hub summer, which like <laughs> let's retire that phrase. But, um, yes. but when she tells Andy that it's like, yeah, I mean, her whole expectation of what that summer was going to be for her changed after she had the miscarriage. And I'm sure that was extremely emotional and a really tough time that she had to navigate. But like that doesn't make all of her behavior after that, like some totally irrational response that everybody needs to be judging her for. It's like, okay, she like slept around a little bit.
1: Right. And who are, who were they to like connect that on her behalf? Or even like really judge any of that stuff. The only thing I think they had a right to really comment on was the Austin thing. Yeah. Which I do think that involved – every every single other person she slept or hooked up with, I think like that's her business. That doesn't have to do, – does not negatively impact them at all. Right. Not really their place to comment on. The Austin thing, I do think there was a little bit more of – you know, a controversy, rightfully so, about if she was in the right or
0: wrong. Right, like her behavior with um, that guy Ahmed was it cr- <laughs> was it cringy? Absolutely. Did it have anything to do with Paige, or should does Paige get to like, you know, cr- be critical of it? Probably not. But I do agree. The Austin thing is just, oh, it's like so disappointing that we're still in this position where Sierra and Lindsay. Can't see eye to eye on this because it's like, why can't we just agree that this was a really unnecessary thing that happened and we can all just move on and be like, LOL, why did we care at the time? But they're just you can tell that it still is kind of they still want to sort of get at each other via this Austin conflict.
1: Yeah, although it did seem like Sierra was trying a little bit to sort of come somewhere in the middle. Maybe Lindsay was too. They're both just like wouldn't. My issue with both of them is they both neither of them would be like vulnerable enough to like really let the other person understand why they did what they did. Do you know what I mean? And Sierra, I think, was a little better at that when she was like, "I threw the stuff that wasn't that wasn't like yeah. uh, I didn't I, I knew that was wrong and that was like a bad side of me." She didn't go so far as to say like. I felt really insecure which is probably what actually was happening.
0: When Lindsay said that she maybe didn't realize how significant Sierra's feelings were for Austin, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, maybe it's not like they were sitting down having heart-to-hearts over this." But then also when they're when she's asked if it was kind of like retaliation for what happened in Vermont on Winterhouse and she's like, "No, it it really wasn't that calculated. Like I just offered him a place to sleep so he wouldn't have to sleep on the couch. I'm like, that's not true. Yeah.
1: Like, (laughs) Like, I mean, she just can't pretend that that was happened in a bubble and that had nothing to do with it. Also the fact that like Sierra hooked up with him the first night he got there, like they were making out, he was like grabbing her ass. So like she clearly knew there was something still going on there. And I do think, I mean, I mentioned this before and I think this sort of came out with like the page I'm not included. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't welcome thing is like, you do have to remember that half the people in this house are like, mid to late 30s, mm-hmm. and the other half are more like mid to late 20s. And to me, that's the real divide. It's not about who's new and who's old or who's been here for a while. I do think they're – I mean, that is a that is a big age gap. They're like uh, – Lindsay and Sierra are 10 years apart. That's a big deal.
0: Right. And Lindsay, we've – she's shown us on the show that she clearly feels like her biological clock is ticking, whatever, whatever that means. You know, she's doing things to – make sure that she her fertility is, like, preserved so she can have a kid when she wants to. We saw her relationship with Steven last season that she had this whole timeline that didn't work out. She it, she and Sierra could not be in more different places when it comes to thinking about their what stage of life they're in and what they want out of, let's say, the next few years of their life. Right. And...
1: But they're in this house like artificially like they would I would assume that two of them would never normally be in like a summer. house, Right. And when
0: Lindsay's like Austin picked me up, he made out with me. And it's like we're and Amanda's like it takes two people to make out. I'm watching this. I'm like, we're really splitting hairs here. (laughs)
1: Right. Like she wanted to. I think she should have just owned the fact that she liked the attention and she wanted to do it. And she felt like and maybe that was and that was probably hurtful. And she maybe should have had more of a of a sense of. How Sierra felt.
0: Right. The idea that Lindsay can't just admit, look, it was my birthday. I was horny. I was drunk. There was a man there who was clearly ready and willing to make out with me. Who among us wouldn't have, you know, like maybe that wasn't the best friend moment for her in terms of her relationship with Sierra, but I also think it's like sort of understandable in a way. Right. And I think it would make her. It would look better on her end at the end of the day if she could just be like, yeah, that was kind of shitty. And, you know, she does. She apologizes at first pretty, I think, poorly and then is sort of coached to give a little right. bit better of an apology. I like, I like when that happens
1: on the reunions. When they're yeah.
0: like, OK, no, 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 no. So so don't say that you're h- sorry. Her feelings were hurt. Say that you're sorry. You hurt her feelings. And she, she kind of gets there.
1: She does, even though she kind of has to repeat it like word for word. It <laughs> doesn't seem like that meaningful. But. Yeah, I think that was the only situation where maybe she did have to, like, explain yeah. herself a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I think I think also probably the fact that she is uh, in a love bubble with Carl now makes it a little easier for her to swallow her pride about Austin. That it's like, okay, this doesn't really matter that much anymore. Right. And maybe it's better if she's not having this, like, arch nemesis relationship with Sierra because
1: it doesn't really <laughs> Agreed. I thought they were a little much, I have to say. Maybe that was the outtakes.
0: God, Carl is very... I could eat your
1: legs. That was like making me a little nauseous.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, the the couple energy is a lot, but the, Carl clearly also just like wants to jump in on her behalf on some of these conversation right. topics. And I, I get it. I don't... I understand why he feels that way. But also it's like
1: you didn't say anything all summer, so don't start now. Right? My and they,
0: thought. they weren't together over the summer. All of this stuff that happened on the show this season really didn't involve Carl when it came to Lindsay's right. storyline. And so it's like, okay, like i I love that. I love that you're feeling. I like
1: the 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 motivation behind it.
0: Right. And in the future, w- when you're going through these experiences together, that that's the time and right. place. But at this reunion, it's like Lindsay needs to hold her own. Yeah, Yeah. I think
1: just especially because he was there for all these things this summer and he didn't really have any commentary on them then. So it's very obvious that he's just defending her because they're together, which again is like fine, but it's kind of not really helping, I don't think.
2: honeylove.com slash MIA use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA after you purchase they'll ask where you heard about them please support our show and tell them we sent you the summer vibes are just getting started honeys shape your life with honey love
0: what did you think about this accusation I guess that Danielle and Robert broke up multiple times last summer and we just didn't see any of that do you buy that
1: I mean, I believe they were probably fighting. I don't think that, like... I I do think Danielle got a very good edit, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know what the what the actual scenes are, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they maybe gave her a slightly better edit than than um, existed. I'm sure there's a lot more fights than the ones you see. I don't know if they probably broke up. I saw that Robert posted, a like, a cute picture of them and was like...
0: This was between breakup, breakup two yeah. and three.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know that they broke up, but yeah. I'm sure there was, like, a little more behind... Behind the scenes action.
0: I also think I I can imagine a scenario in which there's a fight and somebody says like I'm done or whatever and that's taken very literally by somebody who um, that wants to get at you. But also it's like it's like when Joe Gorga says I quit. It's like yeah, (laughs) maybe you're not in the mood to film for the next hour, but like nobody actually thinks you're leaving the house. (laughs)
1: Totally. And I think Paige is probably a little butthurt that she got a really such a good edit with her. Relationship. She, she got, a, I mean, yes. I feel like they're, they never show, they appear to have a very strong
0: right. relationship
1: and I'm sure they do. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm saying like a lot more of the relationships, you probably get a little bit more of the ups and downs. I think this was a little bit of a yeah. nicer edit.
0: Yeah. And speaking of Danielle, she and Sierra really just, they don't click with each other.
1: Not working. Yeah.
0: It's strange to me, like talking about this Italian dinner where Sierra threw the glass it it feels like one of those things where now that we've all seen it on TV and it's been God like ten months since they filmed it, probably. I'm surprised that Sierra can't kind of just like suck it up and apologize a little better. I don't know,
1: yeah, no, I agree. I think she she should. Like, there's, there's really no, you know, I mean, like at, at this point, I think she needs to give a little somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she did apologize to an extent where she did say, you know, that was, that was wrong of me, but she didn't really say like, I can understand. And that's really what ne- none of them are doing. It's like, I can understand why you might feel a certain way.
0: It almost feels like maybe Paige is kind of the root of this and Sierra is like drinking the Paige Kool-Aid a little bit where it's like, no, 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 no. Danielle and Lindsay suck and we're right. not going to come into this reunion and like Give be nice to them. Yeah. So, and when page they show the clip, which I had kind of forgotten about at this Italian dinner night where page is basically like egging Sierra on before the dinner. And page is like, yeah, we do it again. She needed to stand up for herself. And it's like, uh, right. Like I, the idea of supporting your friend, there's nothing wrong with that. But like knowing what we know now about how the dinner evolved it's like maybe the choice of words wasn't right the best maybe you
1: could have said i could have encouraged her to talk to lindsay privately or something <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah. something a little bit more mature
0: yeah she told, she told her to go off on her it's like i
1: mean yeah <laughs> you can you can encourage them someone to say what they're thinking and bring and confront someone about an issue but like i agree go off is not like right. the most the best <laughs> advice in that moment
0: and then, Danielle, and then she's like, Lindsay made a whole t-shirt line about being activated and I can't get mad at one dinner. It's like, there's levels, you
1: know? <laughs> right. You can't throw a glass. Just say, just don't give any excuses. Just say you were wrong for throwing a glass.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's something that we see across the board on these shows, that people love to create false equivalencies when their yeah. bad behavior is being put on trial, if you will, that it's like, oh, well, like, she does this one thing. We saw that on the Jersey reunion last night when no one is better than
1: that, that than Teresa. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're talking about um, her body shaming Margaret. And then she brings up or Jennifer brings up one of Jackie's tweets about liposuction from years ago, which is like, first of all, like I'm I'm pretty positive. Jackie apologized for that tweet. Like, Years, years ago, ago when it yeah. happened. Also, it's just like, can we please just focus? <laughs>
1: Jennifer <laughs> like, is. And I get, kind of get why. I mean, we're switching shows here, but I can yeah. see why Jennifer is like, I'm into like, she's very into re- revenge. So I said this because you said this. Yes. There's no like, she's very straight one for one. That's her excuse for everything. I retaliated.
0: Right. We get the whole um, TED talk with the, <laughs> with the poster board receipts this time. I
1: speak very fast, Andy.
0: <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I need a few minutes. I speak quick, Andy we'll be fine. (laughs) I love it. She's like, can I have a few minutes? And he's like, what? "What?" You're gonna be here all night? Yeah. But so I mean, this crooked thing really has been brought up multiple times on the show. And their kind of their Instagram battle, Melissa and Jennifer has been brought up also, but it does. I do agree that we've never quite gotten the full context of that on the show. Mm -hmm. And I remember in real time, when that was happening, it was like, ping pong back and forth. It's like another one of these captions. And now Melissa commented. And so I, I respect that Jennifer feels like she needs to kind of air this out a little bit. I got to say, I'm like tired of printed out receipts as a, as a genre. It's very 2019,
1: 20.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. And she's like, see, Now it all comes back around. I'm sitting at home with my nose job scars and then I see this caption and I'm, you know, I'm on the drug. So I write my caption and then Melissa comes to my page and then that's why I called her crooked. And it's like, okay, like I in context, it's like, yes, you were fighting back and forth, but also like you still said everything you said. Right.
1: I also thought it was interesting that Melissa kind of like broke the fourth wall a little bit when she was like. This is what we like. This is you came on. This is a play that we do for like to get people interested and invested in our situation, which that's me reading between the lines. Yeah, that's kind of what she said.
0: Jennifer gets that energy from Andy a little bit, too. Like it happens in this episode a couple of times when they're talking about her and Bill's situation. He's like, so we're acknowledging like this happened. You wanted to be a housewife, like you like being on the show, yes. Right. And I, she's like, Uh huh, yes, yep. I like being on the show. <laughs> and, and he, you know, Andy likes to bring up the idea that it's like you shouldn't come on the show if you have stuff that you don't want to come out, which I think is fair. fair enough. Yeah. And to her credit, I think Jennifer is pretty much like, Yeah, that's fair.
1: Yeah. I believe, I mean, it's funny. I like, I do feel like she is telling the truth. I believe her. I don't think she's like a. She doesn't really seem to be, like, hiding or lying about stuff that much, which is what makes me feel – besides, obviously, this whole Bill thing. But I think that there was something a little refreshing about her being like, yeah, I told him – he said he would – he said we should deny it. I said, okay, and then I decided, like, <laughs> not to do that. Like, it does feel – I felt like that was authentic.
0: Yeah, I think, in a way, doing this show really seems like it has helped her kind of find her voice a little bit in her personal life, that it's like yeah. – Oh, Bill said we should deny it, but like that seems that Better seems for Bill. like not what I want. Yeah, and like her saying that when this happened, when she found out like ten years ago or whenever, that she brought it up to Bill and their discussion of it, he never said anything because he was embarrassed. It's like oh,
1: never said anything about yeah. Like he wow.
0: basically that she I don't know. I yeah, mean, I mean I w- I'm
1: sure they didn't go to therapy to. Yeah.
0: And like, I've, I totally respect her decision to stay in the marriage. I think that's like, you know, she seems better now, but it's like, it does seem like she really didn't have kind of a, a way to work through any of this stuff. And it's like, it's almost like being on the show was like her therapy in a way.
1: Right. Well, she needed this to yeah. like, almost she yeah, she definitely I'm sure she spent a lot more time talking through it than she would have years ago. And he's probably like, oh, I thought I like got away with this. And it was like over. Yeah. Um, But it wasn't. I thought the conversation about like what she did to the axe was interesting or the, the girl that Bill was sleeping with
0: was interesting. Yeah, that she got her. She basically got her fired from her pharmaceutical rep job. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we do it again. I Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, it's tough because like. You know, Melissa says that she, if that happened to her, she would hate the woman too. And like, I, I, I get it. Like, I, I know that it's,
1: right. It's I like mean, it's you, a care, right, situation. you care more about the guy. I understand. Like, you're hear more about the person yeah. that who betrayed you. So it's somehow easier to forgive them, but probably not. This all sounds like stuff that would be better to unpack with a professional. If I were, I don't want to tell tell Jen and Bill that they need to go to therapy. But it doesn't really seem like that's a cultural thing for them. But.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And so Margaret brings up the idea that she knew about this affair before and that other people knew, too. It was not a secret. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer is kind of like, okay, well, like maybe I didn't realize that everybody already knew, which (laughs) is an important acknowledgement, I think, from her that before she was like, Margaret's the only one who knew, and she brought it up and she tried to ruin my life. And now it's How his. would
1: Margaret be the only one to know? Like, I who know what about to tell her, yeah. But
0: funny enough, that's kind of the same line that Teresa is trying to sell us right. about all of this Louie stuff that she's acting like Margaret is this like knower of all tea, and that anything that works its way into the public consciousness or onto the show has to be coming from Margaret. And I definitely think Margaret is too messy for her own good sometimes. But I also think that it's kind of ludicrous to suggest that she's like the only possible source of all of this information that Andy points out we all heard about before we ever saw it on the show.
1: Right. And she, I mean, here's the thing Margaret knew it. She was pushing Margaret and then she used what she had right or wrong, probably a little wrong, but like, (laughs) At the same time, she kind of was asking for it a little bit by continuously kind of like slut shaming her about all this stuff. I can see, you know.
0: I was glad Andy brought up the moment on the show when Gia was expressing some concerns about Teresa moving in with Mm Louie. And he asks if that was because she had heard stuff, you know, some of the rumors about him. And Teresa's like, no, 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 no. And she's and Andy's like, well, she she said it was. (laughs) And she's like, oh. uh Oh. I guess it was for Margaret and it's like, yeah, it's like, that's just like when you can't even acknowledge that, like when your own daughter brings it up, you still are going to blame Margaret for it. It's like, and then Jen, of course, pipes in and is like, oh, it's the exes. They're very thirsty. It's like, I guess.
1: Okay. (laughs) All the exes. I mean, also, and then it was interesting with the Dolores's boyfriend's ex was dating Louie and then he like ghosted her when he met, Oh yeah, when he met, met Teresa, which I thought was also not a great. Look for him.
0: I want to know... First of all, get this woman on the show. <laughs> get, get, get her, slide the yeah, friend like, contract. Yeah, she
1: be a... Uh, uh, yeah, but... At least come to the reunion?
0: Because I, I would love to hear her perspective on that, because when Andy's like, oh, so Louis ghosted her, and she's like, well, 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 you know, they were just, they were just talking or dating. De- like, I don't know, like, she definitely she doesn't want us to think that it was some serious relationship. Right, they which, went out like once or something. Who knows? Right, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I have, she's no, saying? Yeah. I have no reason to think otherwise, but also I'd like to hear from her.
1: Well, to me, it seems like almost the classic case of for both her and Louis just pretending they're the only people that is, have ever meant anything to them. And you saw that mm. last week when Teresa was kind right. of talking about her relationship with Joe, how like she never really felt like she was in love with him. Yeah. And she never really liked him. And then like he like, Oh, he's never liked any... All the exes were terrible and he's never liked anyone as much as
0: like... That's a really good point. Because, yeah, it's this... And going along with her saying that they've never had a fight, it's like this need to say that this relationship is a hundred percent perfect. You're both a hundred percent all in and every other relationship you've ever had was a total zero. Right. That it's like, not only is this the best relationship, but everything else was like completely meaningless. These women are trash, garbage, thirsty, (laughs) (laughs) thirsty (laughs) witches. And like, you're the only people that could ever possibly matter to each other. And it's like, not only do I not believe that, but also it, It's not like that's not encouraging. That doesn't make me think higher, more highly of the current relationship. To
1: me, that makes me think the recurrent relationship has a lot of toxic elements. If both people have to have to continuously serve this narrative that everyone else but them doesn't matter or that no one has ever mattered or that everything in the like that to me is almost like sounds like almost more abusive that you'd 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 need your partner to tell you that they've never loved anyone besides you.
0: I posted, um, this is a little behind the scenes. I posted on the Bravo by batches story last night that they should get some of Louis exes at the reunion. Like they should invite them. Yeah. Frank Catania responded with the little 100. Emoji. Oh my God. Amazing.
1: <laughs> so, I, lo- I love that when the, uh, when the Bravo liberties comment on Bravo by batches. Yeah. Incredible. So Fra-
0: so Frank is in the mood for mess and I, this situation, Frank is living with David now.
1: I mean, I have to say I kind of respect the fact that Dolores just like is on... Un- she has no stances on like there's nothing that's too inappropriate for her.
0: Yeah. You know. She's like, well, except except when Frank talks about her Gabby having sex oh, with her yeah. boyfriend. I mean that was
1: very <laughs> uncomfortable I could find.
0: But she she's like, yeah, so Frank's living with David. Uh he sees my parents more, <laughs> more oh my than gosh. I do. Uh I'm basically living with Polly, but so they sold my townhouse. You know, her personal life, I feel like every every reunion we get an update and it's just like a hundred percent different than the year before.
1: I feel like she and Frank either have the best divorce or the worst divorce I've ever seen. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I can't tell if this is like the healthiest thing I've ever seen or like the most messed up thing.
0: Yeah. Like obviously it's like good to get along with your ex, but like they just can't lose each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, also he's, he's living with her ex. He's going on vacations with her instead of like, like to Nashville. So it's just kind of like, He's almost it almost feels like he's like her son or something.
0: <laughs> I do I have to wonder a little or bit. her brother. If he if they weren't both on the show cuz he clearly at this point is like cast on the show yeah. as her counterpart. And like I wonder if they were if this show didn't exist what their relationship would be like because That's True.
1: He might just get really high rate like ratings.
0: Right. And you can tell obviously like he gets along with Joe Gorga and Joe Benigno and however you say it. And like there is a part of me that's like I kind of feel like Frank is just like playing this part, but also I'm not mad about it. Like I enjoy seeing him on the show. I mean, they have
1: a very natural chemistry that kind of like is what it is. I don't really know where to place it. I would never be okay with it for myself. I still kind of respect (laughs) it. I like have so many different conflicting feelings about the Dolores frank situation like i don't no idea where to put it
0: It, it, yeah it's tough to know because it's like so so vastly different than any experience that most people have that it's like on one hand i want to like have an opinion about it but also i feel like i just like i don't i can't i can't say one way or the other i don't know yeah Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I feel like we're kind of working backwards through this episode. So now we have to talk about (laughs) Joe's storm off at the end of part one. We see him backstage. He's he's quote unquote quitting.
1: <laughs> little tantrum. So a little Andy,
0: bit. Andy sends Teresa to talk to her brother. And I uh Teresa saying that she denying that she called him a bitch and then calling him a bitch 30 seconds later and then denying <laughs> saying that she has never put him down.
1: Oh my God.
0: It's right. just like Oh, oh, Teresa. Well,
1: she just has, like, on a scale of 100, like zero to 100, she has, like, negative 100 credibility, I think, in anything she says. Like, I don't trust anything she's. And to me, it's kind of like, say, like, doesn't she realize the audience, I assume most of the audience now realizes that anything she says is just not true, right?
0: Yeah. And we talked last week, I think, about the idea of men getting involved in women's drama on these shows and how that's kind of like a silly thing to really argue about because it's like, you're all on this show together. But Teresa seemed to be in favor of men not getting involved in women's drama last week. But then she specifically is telling him when they're backstage that she wants him to get involved so he can tell Margaret to fuck off. Right. And it's like, you just can't, quite have it both ways. I agree. Like, if you want Joe to just be your brother and to just be Melissa's husband and you don't want him getting involved in the group dynamic at all, then he shouldn't have any opinion on Margaret. You know, it's like, I understand why Teresa wants Joe to tell Margaret to fuck off because that would make her life a little easier. But it's like, you can't You can't feel both ways about it. She
1: wants just blind loyalty. Yeah. Is really the thing at all costs. She wants blind loyalty. I don't think she like really cares that he's involved except except for when he's involved in a way that is not on her side. I think if he was there just defending her constantly, Mm -hmm. I don't think she would mind at all. I can't see a world where she's like, don't get involved because you're defending me too much.
0: I actually liked at the end of the episode when Jennifer and Melissa were kind of going at it. Melissa specifically referenced last year's reunion when Jennifer called her and Joe's relationship fake. And she was like, by the way, I was upset that Teresa didn't speak up and tell Jennifer she was wrong. Right. And I, I liked that Melissa was able to like put her finger on a specific moment when it's like, that's when I would have liked support from right. you. As supposed
1: to roll the tape. <laughs>
0: right. Right. And like, I I mean, not to say that they, that Melissa has always been so supportive of Teresa, like they definitely have their back and forth, but that's one of those things where it's like, you can imagine that if the tables were turned, Teresa would definitely be like, why didn't you say something?
1: Totally. And I thought it was interesting towards the end of that little tiff they had where they wound up kind of like making up where Mm -hmm. she does give a little bit where she's like, or maybe she tries to like bring her emotions because at the end she does like hug him. I love you. You're my brother. Like... There is like this weird dual side of her where she's like ready to fight, but she also wants to be loved. I do think by him. Like I think she, she, I actually do think she does really want them to be close, but not enough to change any of her behavior at all.
0: Right. That's. I think you're right that it's like she doesn't like the fact that they fight all the time, but that never quite trumps the idea that she is like in living in her own world right. where everything she says goes. And so I feel like for them to really ever get to like a meaningful, better place, like there would have to be more of a give and take.
1: Yeah. And she's not willing to, to give anything.
0: Right. And the fact that we've, that we've watched them on the show together for 10 seasons now, it's like, I right. don't really have any reason to think that that's going to change.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like, you think back on the 10 seasons, like they've hung out a lot by yeah. nature of this show, but you never really see them like, really having that much fun or like laughing together that much, like on occasion maybe, but I feel like most of their, most of the interactions you see are contentious.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there are times where like the whole group is kind of getting along, but like getting along is different than truly enjoying somebody's company and feeling that closeness. And yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like clearly there are hard feelings there about, how, how things went down with their parents and that, you know, Joe has expressed that he feels like Teresa's legal struggles, like right. put their parents in an early grave, which is a whole.
1: Right. If he truly believes that, I'm sure he holds a lot of resentment. I mean, now it obviously makes sense why he's so mad at, at Joe Judice and Teresa probably partially too, although it's probably easier to take it out on Joe. Yeah. He's not here.
0: Can I tell you, I had a, f- a friend of a friend was recently in the Bahamas and was like partying with Joe Judice, <laughs> like multiple nights while they were there. They were like going out with oh Joe Judice. They went with him. I think. Oh so. my god! It was unclear. My friend doesn't watch Housewives, so she sent me screenshots and was like, "Who is this man?" Oh my god! <laughs> and well, I was how like, was it? "Stop it right now!" Did she have any like? No, pain? I didn't talk to her because like I I don't know the the woman who's in the Bahamas, but I'm like, Ju- Juicy Joe is just like yeah. out and about.
1: I mean, I guess that makes sense. I would Im- I wouldn't m- imagine he's like going out on the town. I could see him that way more than I could see him other ways.
0: Juicy Joe, I feel like is like a tourist attraction unto himself.
1: Totally. He could be a DJ. Oh,
0: that... what does
1: he do? Does he work?
0: Well, I'm conf- I'm a little confused about that because when he first got deported he went to Italy and was in he was like living with family in Sala Consolina and was like doing construction or something. Like mm-hmm. there was a construction business that he was posting about. but now it seems like he lives in the Bahamas. Maybe he's like splitting time between the Bahamas and Italy unclear. but I have no idea what his business is at this point,
1: yeah, I don't know either. I don't probably know. I wonder if he's up to like no good or he's he should straight and narrow now. yeah. he should dj he should I would I mean, I would go to a, a an event that he was djing just to see it personally. He did. Comments.
0: He did. I remember, like last year, probably, or maybe even in 2020, he posted something about there was like he was launching like a Judice furniture line or something. <laughs> but the teaser photo that he posted was like on Google Images, like it wasn't okay. like yeah, it was just like a chair.
1: It's so funny because he has like the marketing skills of of a of a dad who has no marketing skills. You know what I mean? Like when you ever see someone like someone's parents upload a picture on Instagram, yeah. and it's just like. Blurry, terrible.
0: I was dying Um, when they put out the trailer and like promo images for Ultimate Girls Trip a couple weeks ago for the new season. Okay. um, They all the cast, you know, got their cast photos or whatever. And Taylor Armstrong posted hers. And it was just like fully cropped in the middle. Oh my God. So it was like cropped at her nose and then like at her like thigh.
1: And you almost feel bad. It's like, should have gotten your daughter, yeah. Kennedy, get Kennedy. Kennedy in there to like <laughs> help you. Like
0: run it by someone. Well, I was thinking the last time Taylor Armstrong was on Housewives, Instagram was like only like square photos with the Valencia filter. So oh,
1: that's true. I used to think about that with like um, Sonia's. Tony used to put up some strange captions, I think, where you're like, maybe you should run this by someone. But it's funny because like you would excuse that if it was like your mom, which they're the same age.
0: Right. It's just funny when you're like starring in a TV show, coming uh, yeah. to a streaming service, and this is like your official announcement post.
1: Totally. I think that's gonna be me with like TikTok. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have no idea how the, how it how it works.
0: Right. Like yeah. using the filter fully incorrectly. Like lip, <laughs> not doing the lip sync the way I'm supposed to.
1: Exactly. We shouldn't make fun of these people. We we will be if we are not already these people very soon.
0: Right. i mean, I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> Same. One more, one more platform and I'll be that.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, this was so fun, especially in person. I'm so glad we were able to do this. This was great. Thanks so much everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. <laughs> Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Sous-McCat. Editing by Jorge morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer, guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by on Instagram and Twitter. Batches.